Welcome to the Berry Sex Show. Thanks for joining me. I'm Barry Cockroft and I'll be hosting this podcast with guest saxophonists from around the world. We'll be exploring the stories behind these great musicians with telling insights into how they got started and the ongoing development of their careers. Thanks for being here on this adventure and please subscribe for a new episode each week. The details of each podcast, including a transcript, the show notes and any links can be found at barrysax.com. Leo Pupis is a Slovenian saxophonist, teacher at the Conservatory of Ljubljana and is a senior lecturer at the University of Music and Performing Arts in Graz, Austria. After brilliant graduation in 1998 at the University of Music in Vienna, he studied saxophone in France with Jean-Yves Formeau and Vincent David. Leo is a multifaceted and versatile artist. He plays both as a soloist and as co-founder of the Four Success Quartet. He is the artistic director of Imona Music Festival, the international woodwind competition, and runs the internationally recognised AS Festival each year in the scenic town of Bled, Slovenia. He has performed as soloist with orchestras in Graz, Ljubljana, Maribor, Belgrade and Vienna, and since 2015 he has been an elected member of the International Saxophone Committee. It was my pleasure to get to know Leo during the AS Festival this year, and I'd especially like to thank him for making time for this conversation during what was a very busy international festival. Please welcome passionate Slovenian saxophonist Leo Pupis. Perhaps a good place to get started is you could tell us how you got started with the saxophone. Well, um, it has been a while, <laughs> and um, it was a coincidence, actually. I've started with a, a clarinet at the age of, of 10 uh, and uh, I had a bad luck continuing because my teacher was an obwa player and he didn't, um, he didn't recognize that my mother bought an A clarinet <laughs> instead of uh, B flat. So uh, it was, of course, everything wrong, false and... Uh, Nobody, nobody liked liked to uh, hear my performances with piano. <laughs> That's it. It's really simple. And there was one teacher at this music school when I was where I was raised, who who was a great musician. And he said um, himself he was a flute player, percussionist, and uh, jazz, 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 jazz flute player. And he said, uh, "Well, Leo, if you're not gonna change." Uh, the instrument better better stopping but i suggest you I, I will start now teaching saxophone you could you could come into my class i would like to have you there and he talked to my parents of course i was minor at that time and um, my father and my mother they accepted that so we bought a saxophone and i started with uh, at the age of 13 i started uh, 12 i started playing saxophone wow that's actually about the same age I started. Really? Which compared to a lot of students now is quite late because mm. people are starting younger yeah. and younger, yeah. which is interesting. But yeah, I, I also started with clarinet for a little while, a year, and I was so bad at the clarinet, they begged me to learn the saxophone. 
great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's practically the same, the same story. <laughs> but um, I have an excuse that the, the, the instrument was <laughs> was not okay, not me. But um, no, later, later I got um, my education is quite uh, quite not typical for a classical saxophonist. Uh, as I, as I mentioned, uh, my first teacher was a flute and a jazz flute player, percussionist, not sax player, but he played as well as a jazz lover, he played saxophone. So I had, um, my first teacher was jazzman. And then when I came to conservatory, you would say probably music lycée, something like that, secondary school, mm-hmm. not, it's not academy, which at the age of 14, I had got to Ljubljana's conservatory. And again, my teacher was a jazz sax player, because uh, at that time, Matthias Drevenshek has uh, has just returned from Lyon, and he was the first uh, classically classical sax teacher in Slovenia. But I was not lucky to to enter his class, so um, they 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 put me to to a class of a um, very very um, well experienced musician sax player but he was at the, he he got his post and he he do he did his career uh, through um, in the big band of uh, of radio house national radio house of slovenia so again for four years i i've been stuck with the with the jazz with the jazz teacher he was great the personality and i learned so many other things from him but not how to play a classical saxophone, and especially not how to play a modern, modern, um, modern techniques, modern um, way of blowing, embouchure. It was everything par hasard. So um, my first, uh, my first uh, really classical teacher was Otto Verhoenig. Uh, it was a coincidence how we uh, we we got to know each other. I was at. I was 18 and uh, at, at a national competition and I was a complete outsider because um, really we did that kind of sound with that kind of articulation, the style, how to play Glazunov concerto. It was really not in the, it was not in that style what uh, the, the, the jury would expect. But apparently they recognized something different. <laughs> in me and they got they gave me a first prize and Otto Otto Verhoenig a teacher in Vienna at Vienna University he he invited me to come to, to study with him in Vienna and so at the age of 18 I started with a ordinary Londex Bichon school of vibrato blowing Ferling etude three hours per day Really, I, I got so much to catch up, so I really was practicing like, like uh, hell that, that <laughs> those years. I remember from 18 to 20, I was really practicing to catch up all the time. Did you have to study in a different language then? Yes. I was uh, at the university in Vienna. The official language, the only language is, uh, is German. Mm-hmm. So okay, Slovenia uh, is related uh, historically with uh, with the German Austro-Hungarian em- Empire, and also in the school, we our subject was also German language, but not uh, not as a first foreign language. I had to correct my writings, my uh, my grammar, of course, but I stayed long enough in Vienna to to be able to to do that. You know, I've met many 
saxophonists who have studied overseas. We say overseas. In Europe, you of course, to go overseas, but um, it seems to be sometimes an important step is to move countries in order to concentrate on your new studies. It's very common, and certainly Australians in, invariably go overseas to study with a different teacher. Do you think this is an important step for a student to remove themselves from their home environment and go somewhere else? I would say it's an, it's an uh, essential step. It's a. Uh, it's so so important. Not only to 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 change a teacher. Personally, I believe that uh, uh, after a while you have to change a teacher. Also, I suggest to my students, even if there is somebody a prodigy or somebody really talented, after a couple of years to go to study with with somebody else. Uh, I don't want to to keep him. For me, it's not my. It's not my treasure. It's just I'm just. Uh, like uh, like uh, a while it's i'm accompanying his career for a while but uh, i have to i have to open his horizons or her horizons so that was my personal experience so with the 18 i, I went to vienna for a couple of years for 5 years and um, i thought vienna that's it so i'm now i'm safe now i'm going to be a star yes cool but of course, my my um, my curiosity um, led me to to GAP to this uh, European Saxophone Summer University, where where I have uh, seen that I'm nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I continued uh, visiting GAP for two three years uh, regularly each year. And um, step by step, I discovered uh, the the French the French school, and um, so I wanted to change the, the the university. I wanted to go to to Paris to study with one of those the, those really big names and experienced uh, uh, in experienced personalities in classical saxophone worlds. And um, not only not only as you asked me um, if this is uh, important. Not only that, uh, to get to get new knowledge on our métier, on our uh, subject as sax players, uh, to how how to play better the saxophone, how to enlarge the repertoire, also as a culture from the from the culture larger point of view, it's very important to go abroad to 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 leave the nest. So in that case, we we are obliged to to grow up, not to to stay at home. Mama's hotel, but to go and to to survive, to to find, it's, it fastens one's one's uh, one's career or identity, because it's you because you are obliged to do it. It's it's so so important that uh, that you that you learn um, to survive in life, and on the, on this uh, on this way you you come you come home and you are stronger because you know that that, that there is a. You know how to deal with life. There's nobody who, who helps you in Paris, in this jungle. You have to go and, okay, find the carte de séjour, go to, to the office and they tell you, no, first you need uh, the, uh, the, the confirmation that you, that you are a student. And then you go to, to your school and they tell you, yeah, but first you need carte de séjour. So you get a double problem and now solve it. So here is where the, the magic of life happens. Some, somewhere between the rules, 
that we set. So if you can make your way through French administration, you will succeed in life. That's it. <laughs> that was that was that was one very important thing for me for me to for me to uh, to learn. I can tell you a very funny story how I got uh, my post in a um, Cité Universitaire in Paris, uh, which which is a big campus and. Um, when I got, uh, when I was um, accepted to study with Jean-Yves Formeau, uh, of course I was not expecting because Jean-Yves told me uh, on the phone uh, that it is really will be difficult. I called him because we, we met in Gap and I said I want to study with you. What should I do? Oh, just apply in two hours because the, the application <laughs> is almost <laughs> almost uh, over. Uh, and um, so I did, and um, he said, but. Taking consideration that uh, I, I have 38 candidates and only three spots. So, um, okay, finally I got accepted, but, um, there was a problem also with, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, hébergement, with, uh, my place where I, I will live in Paris. But I already came with, with full, with cases, saxophones ready to stay. And I need to also there. I I I was um, I was on the list, but list d'attente for I don't know. We were in sep September, but they told me yes, you could stop by in February. We'll see if there is already one room for you. And finally, I I asked Jean-Yves what to do, and he said just just use my name. I suggest you just tell that I can come and have a meeting with the general with the general of Cité Universitaire, and we'll see what will happen. If there is necessary, I will come. And I, I said at the, at, to, to the, at the administration desk to a lady that uh, my professor would like to have an interview, rendezvous with the um, general um, director of the city universitaire for my room, and that I'm here just to set, set, set uh, this rendezvous with him. And she went away and five minutes come back and said, uh, your room is available. After tomorrow, you can get your room. <laughs> So, these kind of things, but uh, this is what uh, what I learned. Uh, what was a bigger, most much bigger lesson for me uh, for life, and which helps me also now when I'm uh, when I'm organizing, when I'm in charge of many important things. Uh, that I know that everything is possible with creativity, with uh, the with the creativity, with brave to be brave and. Uh, talent and of course uh, to respect to respect people if you respect everybody uh, they respect you this is also very important very important uh, thing uh, in a career also of a musician mm -hmm. because when we are when we share a stage and we, if we do respect each other we can do magic with one with one single rehearsal but if we don't have this respect uh, for each other and for music of course we cannot um, we cannot convince the audience, never. So if you apply respect on your way through life, you'll always use it. Yes, this is, this is my weapon. <laughs> I cannot pay, pay because I'm not rich, but I can, I can uh, look you in the eyes and I can, I can, uh, I can try to communicate in a, on a really high level with honest heart and with clever mind. And that's it. Now, looking at the different schools and teachers that you worked with as a student, could you outline perhaps some of the different teaching styles that you came across as a student? And then 
as you became a teacher, did you adopt those styles or did you merge them and come up with your own style? What was your approach? I got, as, as I mentioned before, quite, uh, quite uh, many, many different <laughs> approaches to music, to classical music and to classical saxophone. So I was really obliged to really to, to work on music with my head. Not with only with talent, because till eight, till I was eighteen, I could use that. But after it was uh, impossible if I would like to to um, continue my career as a classical saxophonist. So I had to follow some some rules, and I, as I was quite um, old for that, I had to really to change to change my ambushure, to change my way of blowing. To so I really. I'm nowadays. I'm thank. I'm really thankful for that. For having not bad teachers, but for having uh, incorrect approaches for cl- to classical saxophone playing, because I had to reinvent through through the through different um, ideas from my teachers like Otto Verhoenig, Johnny Formaux, Vincent David, and Matthias Drevenschek. These were my teachers after after my age of eighteen. And everybody gave me something. And my, in order to survive in this, um, in this uh, classical saxophone world, I had to, I had to learn these, these uh, tools. I had to get, got tools to, le- to, to play, to be able to play in a correct way. So really each, each technical aspect I need to, I needed to, to theoretically put uh, through my head and really to, to analyze it, why that, why that, the reason, um, and then experiment and practice and again the supervision from my teacher. So I got, I got kind of um, a lecture for life, so, which I really use now as a, as a pedagogue, as a teacher. Because for almost for each technical problem, I, I believe I can find a solution as I as I needed to, uh, to, to, to find it for me first. It was not just, it was not just, um, just natural for me. So, um, yes, it was, um, on, on that way, uh, I learned that, that there can be, there can be many, many different solutions for one problem. And this is, this is what I use now with my, te- in my teaching. Because, uh, each, um, I take e- each student as an in- individual. And I try to approach according to his, uh, to his personality, his level, and also his, um, his uh, way how he is. So I need to, in order to be a good teacher, I, my first goal is to, to analyze his personality and try to approach in his way so he would understand me better. Would you have a piece of advice to give to a beginning student? Is there something that... Most students really should heed something that would be helpful for them as they start their journey. Very important is the the relationship to 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 his instrument. Is it a is it a tool or is it a toy or is it um, something else? But I think if if we um, if we um, help. Um, this young personality, a young uh, boy or a girl, um, 
to understand that this instrument is just just his is just his um, media how he can express himself i think this is already something uh, something very important for at the beginning before all techniques and everything so that he can have a tool in a life okay it can be also a voice to sing or rap or beatbox whatever but we need to 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 put out some so we have this need as uh, human beings show this to to young to to a young person that the instrument can be also his uh, way of, of expression it is we we did a lot because we open the the horizon really wide and how he will sign, how he will find himself in this ocean of of ocean of uh, ideas and uh, notes and styles and musical um, musical genre and uh, okay from classical to pop to jazz we did everything because we didn't limited him or her at, from the very beginning as a student you practice in certain ways in order to learn the instrument but now as a, a seasoned professional what do, what does your practice look like first of all i very practically okay I must be practical because I have three kids, I have a full-time job and not only that, I'm an artistic leader of, of music society of, who gathers more than 60, 60 sax, sax players in Slovenia, it's, we are the biggest here. I have to mention that our country is very, very, very small. But the, com the community, sax community is quite big, so I'm in charge of that. I need to plan things, I need to... Um, to um, have the overview for the present and for the future of our activities. So quite a responsible job for me. So it takes time. And of course, I want to keep to remain musician. I want to, to play with, uh, with uh, friends from all over the world to have projects to and not even that. Also, I, I always play with my students, uh, no matter if they're beginners or uh, after graduate because it's 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 uh, also a language for me it's um it's not that i want to make copies of me but it's i, I also express myself easily with music than playing than than uh, talking about music anyway i i see the practice like uh, like a day like starting a day it's, for me each practice starts with uh, with playing notes correct notes with tuning with scales with some chords, intervals, uh, in arpeggio. So, so because I believe that uh, the good intonation is uh, is the the way of is is the goal to good playing, because our our mind hear very well, and if and if our mind our brain hear all the time a bit false, it is it's going to the nerves, and to our neurosystem. And we become nervous, we become not comfortable. And when I'm not comfortable, it's difficult to play Dennis of third movement. <laughs> so it's a kind of uh, this approach. I start with the, with the octavas, quints, then chords. I use some, uh, some, some th thirds or septims, sevens uh, to, to find some dissonance, some not, not really 
not really clear uh, intervals um, uh, like fourth and quint and fifth so um, I practice very uh, from from uh, even if I use only five minutes for that it's like brushing a teeth it's like beginning a day and going for a date with a nice girl without washing hair or without taking a shower that's that's it for me and also I finish the day like that so it's the practice of course how do you balance the technology of everyday life and keeping your music going uh, while I've been seeing you this week of course you've been organizing a festival so you're constantly taking calls and messages and dealing with things but in the everyday uh, how do you deal with this bombardment of hmm. messages and information it's um I, I don't use my phone and my uh, I, I'm offline when I'm practicing because this this is disturbing me too much and at if I would have six hours as I had as a student, no problem, okay. But now I, I'm obliged to, to really to, to focus on the time I have. And if I have two hours to practice Barry Cockroft's concerto, I don't have time for text messages and for that. Because there's so many, so many technique in the, in the piece that I, that I physically need to repeat over and over and find, uh, Problem, where is a problem? I always locate a problem of, of one passage and then I, I start from the, like a doctor, diagnosis, where is the, where it hurts and then I try to look profound. Why is this, why is there a problem? To find a scale, to find a, maybe it's a, it's hidden somewhere else, not in the problem we see. And it takes time to, to, to come to the solution. Because it's not always the solution where we see it, where we think we see it. Like you mentioned, bombarded, bombarded by, by other um, external things such as, uh, such as uh, I don't know, normal daily regular, regular problems or whatever. It is um, disturbing this process. Do you think the students are managing this issue? As a father of three children, I know that the biggest, uh, I've been told, but I, through experience, I, I see it on, on, with me the same. As if, if I, um, okay, of course they have this problem. But if they, uh, if I'm an example, and if I don't use phone, if I don't use a tablet, whatever, while during classes, if I don't, don't go out, if I don't write text messages while I'm teaching, I think this is the first step and the, the most is the most essential step which I show to my to my students that music is sacred and that we cannot disturb it with uh, we must not disturb it with some other things. I'm always curious about the process of memorization. Do you have any special approaches that you use in order to memorize music and do you think memorization is important? It's a, yeah, it's a, also a topic which, which I'm very interested in. I don't really think I have a method, but, uh, I use, sometimes I use the talent, sometimes I use the, my, um, my, uh, re, my memory, but sometimes I use the head also because it's a, in, but in most cases, all free. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of a mixed, uh, mixed thing how I approach. Things that I cannot memorize, I really need to analyze through chords, through the, some some um, techniques which I have, like uh, 
like uh, playing uh, playing scales in this mood and then finding uh, what kind of what kind of um, chain of of notes is in and sometimes i find a very funny solution and then i know okay it's a pentatonic it's great no problem just not starting on the first step on the third maybe so it's easy okay and when i come after i use this technique when there is a problem at the stage of course now that this passage is coming i start to laugh in myself now the pentatonic part okay we know that and we go through so this is where i use head but um in most cases i it's it's kind of a it's kind of a um, underconscious underconscious process which i control with with uh, practicing with music and without music not only without music this is dangerous for me maybe the the best approach would be to 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 play first also like jazzmen do you know not to not to um, not to uh, learn the, the the by by partition but learn by heart like transcription of the soli that they do we could learn that the uh, bach suite for example with in with this with this with same same um same method just by heart so using uh, our ear uh, and with with the essay with with experiment trying i don't personally i don't use that very often if i would start again with in music i would i yes. would uh, i would recommend this this um, this approach do you have some music that you prefer do you like the newest things to older things or a mix what sort of music is your preference i would say if to choose uh, i would be more on the bach side and uh, romantic style that is my that is my uh, most natural language of expression even though you have a preference for those earlier periods of music you also work closely with composers right mm-hmm. so with new music yes so yes. could you describe the relationship you have perhaps with slovenian composers uh, to create new works of course uh, it's, I, i i've been involved in a couple of creations of let's say around between 20 and 25 pieces have been composed because of uh, some through some some um, some uh, ideas between me and, or my quartet and the composers for certain occasions and um, it's, it, it is really interesting to see to see that uh, the mind of a composer is uh, quite different it's really more more um, more holistic they 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 have a whole picture myself i'm some, sometimes i'm uh, more concentrated on the on the expression of music not how, how not matter which kind of music but i always try to to find my language to speak this is my preoccupation and um but when i work with when i work with composers they already know that i'm kind of lyrical guy so uh they they help me with that and if they, they if they, they they need some something more um structurized something more german let's say um then then uh, probably they don't uh, we don't collaborate so much <laughs> now your musical career has that evolved through a plan and a series of goals or has it been more organic 
and you take opportunity as they arise. Mm. Yeah, you you mentioned a good a good world opportunity. It's um, it's uh, it's kind of my my it's kind of my uh, my word or my wor word. It's um, I I I I act I act like that. I'm more uh, intu intuitive. Although my colleagues or my co-workers uh, tell me that I'm really structurized, that I'm really well-organized, mastermind, whatever. But uh, but I personally feel myself more um, more go with the flow. If type, mm. if I if I feel, I go. If I don't feel, I don't. Uh, maybe I try, but I later I I see that my feeling was correct that and I did not a mistake, but. A wrong step, maybe. So, we have to know that there is always a way back in a career, in order to change direction. So, again, uh, the braver, brave to to be brave is important. To 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 step on a career, it's um, if we think too much whether this is good for me or not, is whether this is well paid or not well paid, or I, will I lose time? These kind of questions. Is so so have minor importance for for me. I, I think really really important is that uh, that we follow our dreams. I always tell to 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 my students that they have to follow their dreams, because if you don't, maybe it's a bit Hollywood thinking, but <laughs> if we don't uh, search for our limits, if we don't go till the end, if we don't even try, because we think. Uh, it's not possible. We will really come nowhere, not even on a halfway. Maybe the halfway of my dreams is enough for for me to be happy. You know what I mean. So it's a it's kind of a be brave and uh, open for for collaborations and open to to also to share to share my world uh, with others because this is also an. an um, something added value for when I open uh, my small world to other musicians I don't lose I just I just win because I show them who am I maybe they enjoy maybe they uh, they, they say okay it's fun and sometimes we repeat this kind of project project somewhere else so it's also good finally for me and um, if we share music uh, really in this uh, in this true meaning, sharing music, not just uh, showing music, then we can really, uh, then we can really go far. Perhaps an example of what you're talking about is uh, what we're doing this week, because you've taken a festival that you've been running for a little while, but you perhaps expanded dramatically this year to invite people from many different countries. How did, how did you come up with this idea or this concept? It's a, the festival which we, which we run uh, is a winter festival AS, it means Adolf Sachs Festival. And uh, we've started um, for the 200th uh, year of his, his birth. And um, it was 2014, of course, and uh, we just started with one day of gathering uh, 
of sax players, amateurs, professionals, jazz, classical in Slovenia to have one day for saxophone like that. And each year now become is becoming more international, more recognized and of course um, also this year uh, is a special year because we are just a couple of months before the World Sax Congress and as I have been elected um, to the World Saxophone Committee in 2015 in Strasbourg, I felt sort of an obligation to leave a trace in this organization where I am, kind of a kind of uh, my my um, contribution to to the to our saxophone world so it was a logical step to invite all um, all the members of ISC international saxophone committee and on my big surprise everybody said yes <laughs> so <laughs> that's where the problems began <laughs> but um it is a it's the this is a re really sweet problem i'm really happy to lead a team this is very something very uh, very good uh, and maybe that's that's also why i enjoy playing chamber music because it's 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 again the matter of respect and and the integrity of of each individual who who is involved so my um, i'm running this festival but uh, i have six co-workers mostly from the Slovenian Orchestra of Saxophones, SOS Orchestra. And um, we are having uh, this, this association where we, also, where we also have our juniors, our uh, 40 members, uh, 40, 40 children who are involved in the young section of this orchestra. And they're working almost on a professional level with uh, new pieces and also going to the sax world congress with uh, five new creations so it's um it's really kind of complex and uh, this festival is is also a way where we we can show our work to the world and uh, to meet with also with parents it's kind of social meeting and uh, sax meeting and uh, meeting with um with other international artists we want to show you uh, uh our way of um, making music, our uh, our way how to how to socialize with saxophone, how to how to uh, take care of the culture of our um, future, so the the young generation. And um, here I feel a big responsibility because I I also had these opportunities. My uh, colleagues Matthias Drevenshek and. Uh, also Otto Verhonig, they, they really did a lot for that. They, they organized these kind of meetings in summer. And through that, I had the opportunity to meet big names. And um, now it's my turn to, to, to continue this, this, uh, this, this um, tradition. That's why maybe also uh, the Slovenian um, sax school is quite recognized in the world. There's a lot of collaboration between the Slovenian teachers. You're very um, good at working together. Also, also um, we are known, uh, Sax uh, community is well known in Slovenia for having a, a, good, uh, a good collaboration between and among each other. And um, I think this is a heritage that, um, that uh, as I mentioned, the 
Matyash uh, Drevenshek, who, who started in Slovenia with uh, this uh, classical, modern classical saxophone. And I learned through him that that is um, very important to to collaborate and to invite uh, and not to uh, just to keep um, to keep my small garden only for me to to invite uh, others and to to share different opinions and um, this is kind of uh, this is kind of heritage or let's say his legacy also to and now I feel um, the same obligation. Uh, to towards the young generation so it's um yes i'm happy that that somebody from abroad see sees like that because we we can only be successful with really successful when we when we um when we collaborate and it's much more fun <laughs> as to have fights as to have war between schools between between my project and your project because at 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 the at the end uh, the 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 children lose not 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 we 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 i lose a friend okay but if i'm not doing in the right way and you and he's not doing in in the right way the customers let's say or students and small uh, young children they they lose the the event and we, I'm too much aware of that to to be to be stupid and do uh, and do things only for me. Has travel been an important part to your performance career? It's important in in many ways. Uh, as a, of course, uh, when uh, someone or when I'm invited uh, for some master classes abroad or some do some concerts, it gives me. A, a self-confidence to that I'm doing the right thing that I'm uh, that motivation also for each early uh, uh, daily practice of course because uh, um, with projects uh, I I need to constantly constantly um, I'm on a test if if I'm on on the level of course so in this in this way uh, subconsciously i i keep my my level i know in a couple of months i'm there and there and there so i need to practice it will be much easier to watch tv or go to the movies but i go to practice because i know that in two months um, i'm on the stage and these hours now two months before the concert are the are the effective is the effective time of of really doing for my nearly future, so it's good to have this. This uh, and to be to be in a, to be abroad is even more gives more uh, an an unknown field is also kind of uh, gives a bigger a little bit more um, frightens me more. So I really know that I have to be even more powerful and show really a good quality in order to to. Um, to fulfill the the expectations of the audience who doesn't know me yet, so this is kind of a, um, a responsibility which I have for me and for the audience. So it's it's much more difficult to to play abroad and to to show show myself to the new to the new audience. How do you balance your young family life with? these 
easy activities? First of all, I must say that my wife understands very well as she's a musician. And also she respects me in the way uh, she understands really that this is my mission. This is not my uh, job. And as she, 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 she got this <laughs> through the years that the same importance for me is my, my life, for my life is my, my music as family. She, ex when she accepted that, um, everybody's more happy. I'm not, I'm not uh, just a family man when I'm at home, but I'm really with my family. And I really, of course, I <clears throat> love staying with them. I love play with my kids, uh, help them for homeworks, everything, doing, be a, be a good husband, um, regular things, of course, that I'm also uh, becoming a, a bit um, more, let's say, not public personality, but also responsible for for um, for some bigger activities and she she knows that they are not maybe not so um, minor things and she 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 really supports me so i have to be just the the honest uh, to her and when i'm at home i'm really at home i don't uh, i don't do festival when i'm at home <laughs> if you just had one piece of music that you could play from now on just one. Which piece would it be? Probably one of the Bach partitas. Why? What? What draws you to this piece? It's the it's the endless of possibilities, endless of harmonies, and uh, a galaxy of ideas. All right. If you just had one hour to practice, how would you fill that hour? I have many times this problem, <laughs> so I know exactly. A couple of minutes of exercises, and then a um, couple of minutes of new music, reading, just size, just uh, um, first reading, and then half half an hour of of the the problems of of the mu music that I need to practice. Who do you consider to be one of the most important contributors to the world of saxophone in your experience? I would say Claude Delonga. Because he, he's a really a personality, a full full personality, and he's, first of all, he's very honest with, in what he does. He works in, in many fields as a researcher, as a pedagogue, as an artist, and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't give a minor importance to nor of this to, to he gives a lot of importance to all of these activities and um, because his personality is is also great if we learn from our mistakes is it okay to make them we have to make mistakes in order to correct them so we if we don't understand that it was a mistake that's a mistake <laughs> Before you have a performance, what's the most important thing you do personally to prepare for that performance on the day? Okay, the most important is that I focus on the, on the present time. So I know that what was done was done. We cannot do better. Now it's the time of the moment of truth. And, um, and then I try to prepare myself for the 
for the present, not to be in future and not to be in the past with my mind. And just before the, so practically this means that that I try to to um, to focus on the, on the piece whether which I have to play or on the the concert, the whole concept, and just try to to put um, confidence in me, in in myself. Sometimes it helps to remember myself of some great success which I had as a soloist in the orchestra or recording a nice CD or playing at the World Sax Congress with a big soloist accompanied by orchestra. So it's kind of self-motivation, you know. I, I, I'm trying to motivate myself, to give, to give myself the courage. And this is the most important just before going on the stage that, that I really believe in me. But I mean honestly, that I, I say, I say to myself that I got nothing to lose. I, I, that I did that, so many things in life, and now it's another step, so let's go. Just, uh, and I also, I see that people are frightened before concert, really frightened. And this is the, the, the only, this is the biggest possibility to, to, that things go wrong, even if you practice enough. Because you lose hours of practicing in one minute of frightness. So it's a, it's kind of a psychological, psychological way and approach how to, how to win the situation before even going on the stage. And I also, uh, I also teach, teach that uh, my students because, and they ask me after some colleagues, how is this possible that, uh, Everybody's so confident on the stage. How how you do that? And it's like I, I told you before, it's the trust. You need to trust yourself first. And of course, if we deal with younger personalities, we need to trust them. And if, like my mother, she told me, I, I trust you, you will do that. Oh, if she thinks like this, that I'm capable. I didn't ask myself anymore. But if, if I show fear to my students or to me, my face then I then I lose this game because it's um the fear the fear is endless it's it, it's really uh, it's really very 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 scary what what the fear does with us especially in this kind of um, situations with stress with full 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 house in the concert hall the fear is uh, the fear is really Scary. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Not to think that you are the best. Have you seen any changes to the, the saxophone world so far? And have you seen some things that haven't changed that you thought might have changed? I am constantly... Uh, Aware that uh, I'm aware that the saxophone is really the, the instrument of the future, and the, that it it time is still to come. We can uh, we can see the all the sax festivals which which are go- growing in in the world, and uh, also new creations pieces which have been written daily. I don't know how many pieces per year. Uh, are written for saxophone, but I'm be- I believe this, this is the leading instrument 
uh, in the new modern music. And this is really something which amazes me that I'm part of it. And it's really also something that I, I share with my students that our time is, our time is coming. So be, be courageous, be brave, go, go into the world and make your careers because I don't know, already now happening, but in 20 years or when they will have career, really there will be a possibility for, for a sax, professional sax player to survive in this, in this music, in this scene. So this, this is probably going faster as, as, as it went before, when we had only a couple of... And the, our World Sax Congress was the only meeting uh, in one each, each three years. But now you have each month, you have a, a, on, on a world basis, you have, a, you have festivals which you can attend. If you create an event, and if somebody else creates an event, and another one creates an event, we give the possibility to to younger to younger students uh, to to go and to play, and that's it. Is there a project you're working on at the moment? I kind of uh, felt that is a moment uh, where I where I can do something for the community here uh, in Slovenia, and um, we. As I mentioned before, we, we run this orchestra uh, of professionals, uh, professional teachers, the SOS orchestra, and we run the, the junior section, which is uh, very important also for, 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 for our festivals, such as AS, such as Alpsax uh, Summer, which we have in, in summer. And um, the mission here is, uh, is to open the Slovenian sax school to to some um, countries uh, nearby, such as Austria, Hungary, Croatia, Italy, because we believe we have a strong school, we have a big a lot of players, a lot of projects, and we want to share them with 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 our neighbor countries. And this is my project, also through the AS festival, to invite uh, teachers from. Uh, and not only teachers, also ensembles, solists from nearby countries and, and include more countries into the movement. Now, where can people find out more about you? What's, what's your go-to for putting out information about your activities? Uh, we have a website. Uh, it's vincero.si, like uh, the famous Aria of Puccini, you know, and uh, of Turandot, Vincero. It means I will win. So this is also my my personal goal, my and my personal uh, um, attitude in life. So they can find the information about the the SOS orchestra, about the junior section, about the the small septet uh, called Saxplot, which is the the creme de la creme of the SOS junior and these are young professionals taught to be to survive and to make uh, to ma to be able to to be successful in in their jobs we we found uh, we found uh, uh, the best the best players of this because we do on two bases one is the quantity and the other is quality so we we first of all in this SOS junior we we open the gates and everybody's invited to come. The most important is that, that they have a saxophone and that they, they have the, the joy to play. 
and then we we guide them and after some years five six years we we created uh, one octet but now it's a septet um, of most uh, talented and most well experienced uh, young musicians and now they are becoming also they are getting involved in our pedagogic activities so they start to work as assistants also assistant to to the teachers of sos to lead this um, big orchestra they do some section rehearsals they but we make a supervision we guide them so they get also the experience as how to be a teacher which is important for for their lives and the other thing is also to help them understand the the professional music life how to organize a concert how to how to deal with the with managers how to put on a program how to create a, uh, how to do his own your own uh, transcription how to program your music life actually mm. but they 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 are learned they're taught to do that with at the age of 16 70 17 which is kind of uh, very early for that but uh, in our uh, life uh, in our time where we live this is an essential tool I believe that they can get all of these incredible contributions you're making and have made. What's what's next for you? What do you see coming down the next 10, 20 years? I, I would like to focus, uh, apart from leading this, these activities, I, I would like to focus more on me also. To, to I have some projects with, which I want to do, <clears throat> some recordings, some... Uh, I have many ideas how to what to say in music so probably next 10 years I will be more focusing on my personal career thank you very much for your time today it's been fascinating and I think it's time that we go and drink some coffee yes <laughs> thanks thanks Barry thank just before you go a quick reminder to let you know that show notes any links and a full text transcript are available at barrysax.com. You can subscribe for a new episode each week. And thanks again for joining me and my guests on The Barry Sachs Show.